This Euro 2020 quarter final edition of the Sports Gaming Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome everyone to the sports game on podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. I'm sorry. Can you please address the audience by your God given name? Soccer, <laughs> Sean, Soccer Sean uh, reporting here with some amazing uh, predictions from the knockout round of dominating <laughs> performance, almost pitched a clean sheet. With it, it wasn't for Sweden and Croatia not advancing. Oh, and France is totally screwing us. But we we had a great uh, knockout round. Made our made our clients a ton of cash. And uh, yeah, we we got the quarterfinal preview coming up. Of course, we will be joined by the great Billy Bahate. But before we do, want to make sure we shout out Win Bet. Oh man, these Euro 2020 picks have been straight fire. Unbelievable. And I mean, Czech Republic at plus 430. Imagine if you're over at WinBet getting down on that. And not only are we giving you out winners, we're also giving you a sweet, sweet bonus here in the form of a $500 a risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com. Download the app today, but they got it all. The generous promos, the odds, the parlays. It's all happening on WinBet W Y N N. Let's go and uh let's bring him on, the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Billy Bahate. Billy, what's happening, my man? Uh, you did better than me. Then you should take over the uh the sports gambling podcast. I, I did I did ask you on your website if you guys need any uh soccer <laughs> handicappers. I'm looking uh pretty fit, almost a clean sheet. Oh man. dominating oh. performance on the pitch. Wow. Billy, let's let's get into it because uh yeah, overall I think we we gave out a decent number of winners. What but I I mean for me at least France not advancing and losing to Switzerland, that was the would you say that's the biggest upset or or was it or was it Netherlands losing to the Czech Republic? What what do you got as the biggest upset of that first round? No, it was undoubtedly France, especially when you look at the situation. And I even mean beforehand because you're playing your neighbors. This is like Switzerland, oh, the little brother of France, where they, they, they've never won anything uh, apart from you know Roger Federer in the tennis. But in, in in soccer terms, 
they're well, well underneath France. It's like England, Scotland right there. So for that to happen with those two teams, plus the situation, Aaron, where they were 3-1 down with, with 15 minutes to go, that has to be the biggest. Do you know that um, the tie was 66-1 to and Switzerland were 185-1 to to qualify? That's insane. Oh, so like when they were down three one, that's that's what the price was. Yeah, one hundred and eighty five to one to qualify. Sixty six to one. Uh, we we took. Uh, I, I gave my clients the tie on both the Spain game and the France game, but both at three two. So nine to one and eight to one. So we hedged out of our money line. So we were okay there. Um, some dude was messaging me about how terrible I was. So I've I've managed to. <laughs> A raise eight years of work in this guy's opinion, which is which is which is completely fair because that's how it works. Well, may, maybe Billy, Billy's sarcasm directed towards the uh, trolls is always uh, my favorite. I mean, we could. Uh, you're talking France. I mean, the more important thing, and Sean, I'm surprised you didn't lead with this. Belgium. No, I was going to say I I told you there were going to be over eight and a half yes, quarter you kicks. Did give that out in right. the France game. I locked it up, and there were thirteen. <laughs> are you kidding me? That was move an easy, over soccer. That Sean. was an easy cash, and of course we are Team Belgium. Oh yeah, we have uh, Belgium winning it all in the FSGA uh, futures pool. So we really need we need Belgium to take uh, this home. Obviously, France getting knocked out helps mm. us if we can get past Italy. Um, where are you looking right now, uh, Bill? As far as uh, yeah, I mean uh, the other side of the bracket. I know you gave out. Uh, you were on England uh, to advance. Uh, we were all on England to advance. But then you also threw out that the basically you should take either England or Germany, kind of whoever you like. Also take them to make it to the the twenty twenty final. It sounds like uh, from you know reading your text and your tweets, you were pretty happy with the aggressive strategy <laughs> the Englishmen were able to uh, put out there on the pitch. Correct. Well, once they made the changes, they didn't start like that. Yeah. They went conservative and rode out the first sixty minutes. As soon as Grealish come on, who should have been the starter in the first place, then they really showed how they could get at this German team, and they could have implemented that from the beginning. But they are taking this very conservative approach to not get beat. I think they've come up against four teams that they're better at. I was better than I was 100% confident when I came on it that they would beat Germany because I don't like this this German team and I'm 100% confident they'll beat everybody in front of them. That's why I said if you go to the England or Germany Germany future, just take the team to advance to the final. And now uh, England are two to one favorites to win the tournament. Yeah. Now odds on favorites to reach the final. And I gave you that at uh, what was it plus three fifty yeah, at the I was, time. I was going to say it was plus three fifty. It's now minus two oh five. Yeah. To, so what can you sell it on prop swap? What can uh, you do? I mean, yeah, you perfect time to windfall, baby. Yeah, I, and again, of course, thanks for the prop swap shout out. Go to propswap.com, promo code SGP. Perfect time to buy and sell some of these uh, Euro tickets. Again, if you if you took uh, you know England to get to the final or England uh, to win it all, maybe maybe you want to hedge. I mean, it sounds like Billy's still high on them. I'm still high on them to uh, to get to the final. I think Belgium beating England is still my uh, is still my pick here for the final. But again, make sure you. Check out propswap.com, promo code SGP. Get up to a $500 a deposit bonus over there. Real quick, uh, before we start getting into these quarterfinal predictions, Kramer and I watching that, watching that France game live. And again, you nailed it. Make sure you're following Billy on Twitter at SGP Soccer. Oh, thank you. Tell everyone what I said before it happened. 
that uh, well, you you said it, and Billy tweeted it out that uh, you, we thought, or you guys thought that uh, France was going to lose in penalty kicks and strat. And of course uh, I forget the guy's name who ended up uh, missing Mbappe Mbappe w- choked at the end there. Uh, P- Pogba, there I mean, go. Paul Pogba, the guy is a beast. Billy, why, why wouldn't you want to end with a guy that's a beast like Pogba? I guess you want to start out good, but to me, you know, the, the situation of closing strong with your best goal scorer. Why, why would France not have Pogba take PK's last? I'm so glad this finally happened to somebody because you see it all the time. It's no, it's Messi would never do it because Messi doesn't have that kind of ego, but you do see it with a Ronaldo Neymar. And you saw it here with Mbappe. They step up to take kick number five. What if there isn't a kick number five? What if you either lose the game or the game is won already because two of those kicks could have been saved Mm. or somebody could have missed before him. You, you put your, you front load it with your best penalty takers, which Mbappe is supposed to be. So he put all of that pressure on his own shoulders with the picture in his head that he had a terrible game. He missed chances during that game. that should have won it for France, especially an extra time. And the picture in his head was I'll compensate by getting the image of me winning this game with the last kick and that, and the last players that need that are Ronaldo, Neymar and Mbappe. They don't need any more glorification. They, they get to celebrate goals. They're the highest paid. They're paraded by everybody. Everybody has their names on their shirts. I don't think they need to do this. So I'm so glad to see someone do it. I'm not happy because I was writing a future on France to reach the, the semifinal. Uh, I'm glad I got that tweet out there to restore some credibility, although not in the eyes of the guy that messaged me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, but, but yeah, that that that's just the, that's just the way it goes. And now, obviously, it all opens up for everybody else on both sides. It almost makes the tournament more interesting because I think France are 100% complacent. They showed they were the best team in this competition because, first of all, the biggest problem going into that game was. The players managed the team. I don't know if you saw coming into the the press. Uh, oh no, I, I missed that. Well, they wanted to play their own formation, so it gave more of them freedom. Pogba wanted more freedom, and Mbappe wanted more freedom uh, to get into the middle. So they played wide wing backs, which means that Mbappe doesn't need and Griezmann. They don't need to go wide and get the ball. So they go three at the back, which gives them more security, and four across midfield. And those, those two wide midfielders, they come in and put the crosses in and the three people can stay in attack, get the glory and Pogba can push up as well. So they're all thinking about how they could do more, uh, get more attackingly involved. They didn't think about how bad they would be defensively. And uh, at half time, the manager decided Paul Pogba should not be managing the team. Paul Pogba <laughs> should not be managing the team. But Pogba, but, but Pogba did have a great game. He had two goals, right? He, he had one goal. And one and, goal. Uh, but 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 he did have he did have a good game, but um, he shouldn't be influencing and managing the team. That first half <laughs> performance was as poor as they could be. They looked completely disorganized, like they didn't know what they were doing. And then in the second half, obviously they give away the penalty, but then they move up a couple of gears, go three one up. They just they looked that was the best any team had looked for a for a twenty thirty minute period in a whole tournament. And then all of a sudden they come down and get complacent, and then they get to three three. They deserve to be out one hundred percent. They deserve to be out, but. They, I'll tell you now, they'll start the next World Cup as favorites. And honestly, like I, I, 
I went a step like I get it. You want one of your best bringing it back to the penalty kicks, but like you saw it in in his eyes when he walked up to oh, take that. He was kick. gonna choke. He didn't want like he didn't want that pressure he was in his head. And then he took a poor kick. I just I mean again a championship level youth soccer coach over here. But th- when you're looking at the Game psychology situation. of the guy you want taking the last kick or the girl, it's someone who isn't gonna buckle under the pressure like a giant pussy. And I saw the way that he was. <laughs> He was rubbing his quad, and it just made me think maybe LeBron James needs to send Mbappe a little prayer. Maybe there was a little tweaked quad. That's why I didn't get it all the way to the side netting. Ugh. Yeah, I thought I saw something out on the ESPN where they were showing uh, everybody with their with their run ups, and everybody took around about 30, 40 seconds to to take their kick, take their kick. And from the time Mbappe received the ball to taking it, he only took twelve seconds. So he wanted it over and done with. Like he want he wanted that moment to be gone. That doesn't inspire confidence at all. No, yeah, and and uh, I I guess I do understand the strategy now. If like basically you want to load up top because like Billy's saying, the fifth kick may not even matter if you, you might don't not get those first him, goals. But if they're taking the kick, especially in this case where they're the second the second team going, it becomes the most pressurized. Do you, kick. Do you have to pick all five right yes. away? Yes. Oh, okay. So you you lock in your five as soon as penalty kicks yeah. start. You can't kind of because it would no. add another level of strategy if you could pick the guy as it goes. I mean, along. honestly, you need to like lock in the 10, just to let you know you're locking ten because yeah. the sudden death order is. Oh, too. that's right. And, and and that's also where it gets interesting. Like yeah. when you get to the bigger pressure kicks, it's the guys you didn't want taking the initial <laughs> kick. So. I mean, honestly, like what I've had six again, youth soccer championship level coach, uh, goalies, <laughs> goalies have the testicular fortitude and, and the confidence to go up there and make a kick. And oftentimes the pressure won't bother them as much because they're, mm. they're on the other side of all five kicks for the other team. So maybe the France manager can take a, take a lesson from me. I like that. I like that. All right, Billy, before we uh, move over to the quarterfinal, any, any other thoughts from the knockout round uh, worth uh, crowbarring in here? No, I mean, I enjoyed the England game yesterday. Um, I gave out a couple of free picks on my Twitter for that. I'll, I'll keep doing that through the um, through the tournament. But yeah, I mean, that one pretty much played out as I as I expected it to be. Whereas a KG game between those two, I think looking ahead, getting that team. Look, England could have beaten Belgium, France, um, Italy. They could have beaten any top team, and I still wouldn't have been as confident in them because they do manage to always squander these opportunities but to beat, that team has beat them so many times in so many situations in games that England have even dominated and it's gone through to penalties. Like they have haunted England since 1966 and England won the world cup. There've been very few times where they've, they've managed to progress or get positive results against Germany to do that to them. And so comprehensively, because Germany, I know they had a couple of chances, but England looked fully in control. I think to beat them in that manner of, of performance uh, and the psychological hurdle of, okay, if we beat Germany, you're not going to be scared of Ukraine. You're not going to be scared of Denmark or Czech Republic. You're not even going to be scared of who awaits in the final because you beat the team that always beats you. Like th- these players, they got the are, monkey off their back. Exactly. And, the, and these, these young players, I don't think that they've been influenced by everything that the other players came in, the more senior players who have been beaten by Germany before they, or they see that name and they feel intimidated by, I don't think these players had that. I don't think that was something that they were bothered by. I think for them, it was a case of look, all this bullshit happened in the two, in the two thousands and the nineties when we weren't even born or we were, you know, very, very young and it's irrelevant to us. And they made it 
irrelevant to them. They made that history irrelevant to them. And I think that's definitely a good thing moving forward. I don't think this England team are going to crack um, I, or or be massively complacent at times. Like I, But I, I think if you see England struggling at any point, I don't think it's going to be down to the fact that the players are complacent. They have to do what the manager set out. And I still think this is a very overly cautious manager. We've got players on the bench that could be beating these teams more convincingly and scaring him. And we got some scary players not starting the game, like Grealish. Yeah, put Grealish in the starting lineup. I'm with Billy. All right, let's get to the uh, quarterfinal preview, the predictions, kicking things off Friday, 9 a.m. on the West Coast, Switzerland, Spain. Switzerland is a uh, plus 450 dog, Spain minus 150, draw plus 280 total. Sitting at two and a half, and of course, reminder for the newer American soccer betters: mm. the total it is only in ninety minutes. So if it goes to extra time PK, obviously that doesn't uh, doesn't count to the goals. To advance, Switzerland is a uh, plus two thirty dog. Spain minus three hundred. Spain is now a plus three twenty uh, favorite. Uh, one of the favorites here to win it all, with only eight teams left. Billy, to me, it seems like Switzerland is the, is the team that's happy to be here. Or did you see enough out of Switzerland that makes you, makes you think maybe there's a shot they get it to a draw or, or even to advance where are you at here? Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're happy to be here. They're also missing their, their captains out suspended with a, with too many yellow cards. So I, I think that beating France is, is their winning the, winning the tournament kind of thing. I think we see this a lot in all sports like we we often we, we're even seeing it now in, in Wimbledon where you know people people upset massive seeds in the next round and they often do go out um it's, it's a consistent theme in all sports look Spain have been inconsistent themselves they they they've taken far far too many chances to score goals but they will they will create them and they will con- and they will concede them as well so I, I do think sweet uh, Switzerland will be competent here but I just think it's like a hurdle too far. Uh, Spain have now actually scored 10 goals across their last uh, 210 minutes of action. So that's going to be difficult to contain with this team uh, creating chances and uh, clicking so much. But at the same time, Switzerland have scored now seven goals and conceded eight in four games at this tournament. So this game could be like a lot more exciting than it was supposed to be coming into the tournament because these teams were heavy on the unders. And now all of a sudden, like, this is the thing, the situation's have presented themselves and statistical data goes out the window. I'm not saying that it's a guaranteed over or anything because obviously they will, they could revert back to, to what they were before, which is Switzerland, Switzerland, the Switzerland coming into this tournament would be approaching this with a, with a KG approach and looking at this better team and sitting in with a lot of the stuff we've seen. I've been pointing, I've been sending you guys pictures in the group chat where I've been saying, look, this is what explaining mainly to Sean and saying, this is what I did when, when, when I talk about these teams sitting in trying to get through yeah. the first 45, 60 minutes, you can see those lines of players out camped outside the box. That makes it really difficult for you to score. But at some point, these teams go one nil down, or um, or they decide that they or they or uh, in Holland's case, Holland went down to ten men, and the Czech Republic decided, okay, we're going to come and try and beat you now because you got a man less. And that doesn't sound like anything, but in soccer, it makes a massive difference when you're covering one position. So one one player who's there to do an entire role is no longer on the pitch. So this is now being shared around by people. It always says what everyone. A lot of people say why is. 10 man versus 11 makes such a difference. Why do they nearly always lose the game? But that's, that's why, because I mean, if, if you're a team like Manchester city and you have tons of the ball possession, it doesn't make as big a difference, but 
I think in this game um, we're gonna we're gonna go back to seeing Switzerland sitting in uh, Spain having all of the ball, and um, as much as these teams have scored goals, I do think it will take time. I do think it we we won't see much happening here in this first half. But we may I don't know how I haven't actually looked. We may get some generous um, over under lines here on the first half. Like instead of taking a nil nil half, maybe we just need to play this at under one. Maybe there's an Asian handicap line of one, 1.25, 1.5. Um, Cause I, I don't see two goals in this first half. Who was the, let me ask you this. Who's the home team in this game? Uh, that, that all these quarterfinals are on neutral grounds. So even England are traveling. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. One of the sites I'm looking at, they have total, I, I wanted to bring you to the total corners prop market <laughs> because all right, I'll, I'll just go to the total team because the, the home away split seems odd, but eight and a half for this game over minus one ten. On, Spain, on corner kicks. Spain has Spain has 28. Switzerland has 27 in the tournament so far. Do do a little basic math there, Sean. They're averaging seven a game. Okay. Seven plus seven is fourteen. Fourteen How is greater is than half is super low. To me, uh, this is uh, Spain gets it done in in yeah. ninety. Yeah. Um, I, I think Switzerland again. What's that number? That was the Super Bowl for uh, Switzerland. They that's they cool. feel like they won the tournament. Spain minus one fifty yeah, and ninety uh, is a is a generous price for me. I think and. Um, Billy's making a good case on the on the goals, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to touch the total here. It is two and a half in in the ninety. I, I agree with Billy. If you can get a under on the one for first half, maybe there's some value there. But I'm going to keep it simple. Just go Spain minus one fifty. Kramer, you like the corner uh, kicks? Anything else under, you like? Under one um, is minus one ten for the first half. Okay, you know what? Uh, I'll throw that in there. Under one. First half uh, push is feels a worst case scenario there. Kramer, what else do you like besides the corner kicks? Or are you just That's a corner kick I, specialist? You, you heard me when we were watching Spain. <laughs> Nothing worse than betting on Spain. Billy, like, uh, what do you what do you what do you like here? Yeah, when you have a target man, which is a uh, Morata uh, who plays for Spain. Not not a lot. Not all teams have a traditional target man in this tournament, but Spain do have one. When I say target man, that means you either send the ball up to him and he holds it up and attackers join him or you get crosses into him. When crosses get into players, what the defenders tend to do is just put it back out, which is how you end up with corners. So I think it's when you've got target men in, in teams, the corners bets do look better. Mm. Um, for, for me, my main bet, as much as I want to talk about how many goals these teams have scored and what kind of tactical matchup it will be, the money line is really easy to play. Um, I, I think in both instances in, the, in these particular quarterfinals, when you're looking at England and Spain, you're, you're looking. Yes, yeah, Spain played 120 minutes, but they they used their squad better um, than, uh, than than Switzerland did. Switzerland's was more emotional. Uh, Spain also don't get as tired and don't run as many Ks when they have the ball the whole time. You you spend more, you exert, you exert more energy chasing the ball, which is what Spain make everybody do. And I just think they're gonna just tire this team out, and I don't see any way that they don't get this done in a hundred and uh, sorry, in 90 minutes, especially with Xhaka missing for Switzerland as well. Now Arsenal fans will be listening to this and going, well, Xhaka's terrible for us, but, but this is the thing. There's a lot of players here that, that, that are much more influential and important for their countries. We've reached a level in soccer now where there are a lot of club teams where you're looking at, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, Juventus, I guess, uh, Bayern Munich, Paris Saint-Germain, Man United, Chelsea, all the all the EPL teams, the, the the club teams are better than you could argue are better than the countries. 
especially this. That's why they were going to go and do a super league because they have all of the players. So no, don't bring up it, the super league. That is triggering but, for soccer but, fans. But, 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 in, but yeah, but, it, but in this sense, it's like, um, you know, the, the club sides do have the stronger players. So these players, they're not superstars at their clubs because they're surrounded by so many superstars because of the amount of money that teams play. So when Xhaka moves away from everybody at Arsenal and goes to be his, his club, his club, uh, country captain, sorry, he is a really important player and they, and they will miss him. So that, and that's the case when, when Gareth Bale sits on a bench for Tottenham and then he goes and plays for Wales, he's the most important player in, in the country. So there, there's a lot of that going on here. I mean, if you even look through um, the, the England team, that's the case for a lot of players there as well. So, so yeah, um, I, I can't look past Spain here on the money line. I just don't see why that doesn't hit. Um, other than the fact that, that people will think that this Switzerland team are on an emotional high. But if you gamble for a long time, you know that that ends up turning into a letdown. Whereas yeah. people like people like to ride the high too much. I mean, this is the ult. We talk about this, right? Like this is Dame Lillard jumping yeah. up on the scorer's table. And just to put a bow on what Billy said earlier, Spain is leading the tournament by a massive margin with a 67 and a half percent possession. Uh, second was is Germany and they're mm. under 60. So just to put, show you how little they're running in those 120 minutes compared to the competition, moving over to the next game, Belgium, Italy, tipping off, kicking off, whatever the uh, phrase is there at noon, West coast time on Friday, Belgium plus two forty, Italy uh, plus one thirty five. draw plus two ten total sitting at two Belgium. Now seven to one to win it all Italy plus three seventy. It, interesting here because it's uh, you know, the Belgium to get into the top two is plus two eighty, but Belgium just to win in 90 is plus two forty. to me. Uh, again, I'm just going to keep riding this Belgium team. I'm going to keep it simple. Yeah. Give me Belgium in 90 at plus two forty. Billy, uh, what is your what is your non biased handicap of this game? Is is Italy? I, I it seems like you've been calling out Italy as a little overhyped, but what do you think of them in this particular matchup? I think they're very. I I don't think they're particularly overhyped. The record speaks for itself, but they haven't played a, a anybody like who who's a massive danger. So the danger comes here. This is a, this is a game that I identified very early on on my future show and said that this will be a matchup. Uh, they've got pretty clear roots. I did not expect that third place team that Belgium played when I did my previews to be Portugal, to be honest with you, because Portugal um, were, were a better team on paper than Belgium. And they outplayed them in that last 16 game, but um, they managed to, they managed to get past that. So they're more battle hardened here than Italy in terms of coming through a, a bigger team. Um, they're also the number one ranked team in the world. Now, Italy have a record of 31 unbeaten, but Belgium are still ranked number one. What that tells you is the strength of opposition has been better for, for Belgium coming into this competition. Um, Eden Hazard is going to miss the game, but he's not been massively influential. We're still waiting for news on Kevin De Bruyne, but they have a decent squad where they can bring players in. Defensively, they haven't. So I would be more concerned if they had defensive injuries at Belgium, but they have attacking injuries and they do have attackers that they can bring in. Plus, the way that they set up in the last game, it was very much a case of not to get beaten. I think that when you've already overcome Portugal, you don't have to fear Italy. Italy don't have the superstars here. Uh, this pricing of Italy being favourite is really weird to me. Um, I, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because Belgium came into the tournament as a um, as a stronger favourite than Italy. They've won every single game in nine <laughs> minutes 
And then the two teams come up against each other after we just saw Italy struggle. Yeah. And they make they make Italy a massive favorite. I think Italy were a bigger favorite yesterday than they are today. I saw them at four to seven to qualify with Belgium at um, plus 125. I think that's changed slightly. Uh, it's coming in a little bit because people are looking at that and thinking it is a bit odd. Uh, but for me, it's definitely, definitely odd. Um, as I said, there's no, there's no superstars here in the Italy team. Um, the teams are very, very even. If anything, I'd put more, if I was doing a combined 11, I would stick more Belgian players in. Uh, you've got Romelu Lukaku in the Belgian team. He's just won the league in Italy. He's been def- destroying these defenders for a whole year. So they don't <laughs> want to see him play against them. And then that's what's happening. He's going up against the two old men at the centre back of uh, at the centre back pairing of Italy. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like here about Belgium as an as an underdog, hundred percent. Let's go, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say Kramer. like it does it does seem like considering that you know also be, I I would imagine most casual soccer fans in this country even are like oh yeah Belgium like there's players on the team that you might know. And you know, of course, I am going against my Italian American heritage yeah. here. Uh, so we'll we'll see how uh, we'll see what the family has to say about that. But I stay loyal to my money. We have the Belgium future. It's shocking to me that you can take Belgium plus two forty to win in ninety minutes. They've done it every time. They've beaten teams like Denmark and Portugal. Can't find anyone that Italy's beaten that that's no. worth, worth anything. They barely got by the by Wales. I mean, come on. So it is very odd to me. Like if you look at the the most who's the most influential player in the NFL, which would increase the handicap line. I would say Aaron Rodgers is yep. worth about nine yeah points. seven and a half points probably. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say nine, but okay, so, so, so seven to so seven and a half. So in, in this instance, the favoritism has switched off the back of uh, De Bruyne being a maybe and Eden Hazard, who's had a really really bad couple of years at Real Madrid, not being available for this game. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I don't think we would see this kind of flip for for key players missing in, in, in other sports. And I don't think these players are worth that kind of switch because the people that come in are still competent players that would feature in the Italy team. So it's it's not a case of this make this giving it gives Italy more of an advantage, but it doesn't give them a massive advantage that, that warrants this swing. Nothing here warrants this swing. The lot that Italy played 120 minutes. Italy came into the tournament with um, as as weaker favourites than Belgium. Um, Italy have played st- a weaker opposition. It, this, it doesn't make any sense. I can't make it make sense. I've tried to, but I can't. It's a good sign. So, are you are you going to do uh, Belgium in ninety at at two forty, or do you just like them to advance? I like them to advance. I think what I saw last time uh, from both of these teams, Italy Italy didn't play the same way they played in the group stage. Belgium, Belgium's mentality was um, let's not get beat against Portugal. We're, we're, they, they, they identified Ronaldo as a threat. Um, they allowed Portugal to have more of the ball. That was a different way that I've seen Belgium play. And they played very, very much like England. But like England, they came away and they stopped a good team from scoring. So these, for me right now, are, are the two teams that I think could get to the final. Uh, just in terms of the way that they're setting up to win the tournament, they're not setting up to look good or um, or to or to entertain you, and that's exactly what both of them were doing before the tournament. Where England and Belgium were hitting overs like it was free money, but they're not now. 
Ryan, speaking of free money, you go to underdogfantasy.com, use that promo code SGPN, and you get a free twenty-five dollar uh, play that you can use on the uh, the Best Ball Mania Two for a chance to win one million dollars. Best Ball Fantasy Football Draft—they're happening all summer, leading up to the NFL kickoff. They also got uh, MLB, NHL, NBA involved as well. So a uh, ton of fun games over at underdogfantasy.com. Highly recommended. And again, it's a free shot at winning a million dollars. What more do you want? Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Czech Republic. Hold on. Oh, what else do you want? To- Belgium one, Italy zero. Oh, seven. Exact, uh, exact result. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I think that would that could be close. I, I like the under in this game. Uh, four of Belgium's last six games have actually had uh, under two and a half goals, and we all know Italy kept those. Uh, 11 clean sheets in a row. And that was only undone in extra time. So across 90 minutes, they've actually got 12 in a row. So uh, I don't think this, everyone's like I said, with, remember I said for Belgium, Portugal, everybody said, this is going to be the game of the round. It wasn't, was it? No. It was, it was pretty much exactly as I said, it would be. Uh, and this is, this is again, the game of the round, the one that everybody is going to have their eye on. They, they both will be aware of exactly what each other are going to do. So I, I don't think this goes over either. Yeah, yeah, two, two. Uh, I, yeah, gun to my head. We're getting close, go, Sean. I would I, also go under. I, I think if Belgium can can just. Oh man, let's go, let's go, baby. Czech Republic, Denmark, kicking off July third, nine a.m. on the West Coast. Czech Republic plus three hundred, Denmark plus one ten. Uh, Ninety minute draws, uh, two twenty five. Total sitting at two. Both these teams long shots to win it all. Denmark at ten to one. Czech Republic twenty five to one. Czech Republic, of course, I I predicted coming off a big upset win, but now are they in a similar spot uh, as Switzerland, where they it's a letdown spot, or is Denmark a bit fraudulent as well? And uh, maybe Czech Republic is a live dog here uh, as well in this game. Billy, where are you at with Czech Republic and Denmark? This this one is not as easy as everybody would think that it would be where you're looking at the, um, I, I, first of all, I don't think this is the biggest letdown spot for Czech Republic as it was, uh, Switzerland, France, you have the rivalry there. It was very, very emotional with, with Holland and, uh, with Holland versus, um, Czech Republic. That was a tech, that was a tactical nightmare from Frank de Boer. He legitimately did not know what to do. <laughs> when he went down to 10 men. Now, the very standard thing to do, there's one exception to the rule. If you're a team like Manchester City or Barcelona and you go down to 10 men, but you already have all of the ball anyway. So if you have like 67, 77% possession and you go down to 10 men, it's not going to really affect you as much. Um, Holland were not in that position in this game, but Frank de Boer didn't make any tactical adjustments to it. And they just got overran and Czech Republic ended up winning the game. He was too arrogant to to look at them as a threat and think, okay, like we need to put men behind the ball. Maybe we do need to get a tie here and look at, look at 120 minutes of football here. Maybe we need to look at a 120 minute game, but he did nothing. He literally just thought if I put this in the hands of my better players, we're going to create a chance and, and and win this game. Like he played the lottery with, with a situation that required a very simple tactical adjustment. That's why he's one of the worst managers in the world. I mean, his EPL <laughs> record was O and seven and he was fired in like record time. So he, he struggled when he, when he moved up, he only has this job because the real Dutch manager who was successful, Koeman could not resist the Barcelona job because he was an ex Barcelona player. I guarantee you, if he had been at this championship, 
this team would still be playing today if Ronald Koeman was the manager. And it, my my instincts were to take a, to roll the dice here with Czech Republic at plus three hundred to win in ninety, and and Billy's kind of. Kind of talking me into that it's not that massive letdown spot. Kramer, where are you at? I Czech mean, if Republic? you watch, if you if you just forget uh, any sort of a handicapping, and you get out of the spreadsheet, Sean, and you get out of your love of soccer, you watched a team in Czech Republic who looked like they they felt like they should have been beating the Dutch, and I didn't see a team that was celebrating like they had just won a Super Bowl or or jumping on the scorers table. I saw a team that was just like fuck you, Dutch people. <laughs> like we're better, we're bigger, we're str- what I saw was a team that was bigger, stronger, and when it came to time to to take care of business, they took care of business. And so I I don't know enough honestly like I don't I, I guess I don't know the, all that much about Denmark, but I would be certainly uh willing to take a shot on a team like the Czech Republic yeah. with the way that they stepped up. And you know, Billy I think is about to say they have one of the guys who's really kind of emerged as one of the players of the tournament, right? What what's his name? Chick Patrick Schick, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they have a lot of the ingredients. Like they certainly didn't seem like a team that was overmatched. And and the Dutch has talent on the field. Whether or not the coach is a is a is a what what Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Ben McAdoo clone. That they're very well organized, and that's the thing that you've seen. They're they're organized, and they'll rely on their players that can win you the game. Have won them the game. Like they'll rely on those players when they get the chances to do what they can. They 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 were. They were bad for like ten minutes against England, but I don't think there's a, there's a theory that nobody wanted to win that game, that group anyway, because of the difficulty of the tie that you would get in the next round. So England went ahead and win it. So I don't know if we saw the full Czech Republic, but they they, they beat Scotland, they drew against Croatia, uh, they looked very very organised against Holland. Denmark are the better team, so Denmark should win this game. But look at the Denmark situation. Your your aim at the start of the tournament was to reach the quarterfinal. Your your best player nearly died on you in the first game. Yeah. You came back, you came back ninety minutes later and lost the game and decided to play and lost the game. You shouldn't have lost. So they've gone on such a roller coaster where they were supposed to do well, then they looked like they were out because they lost against the one of the worst teams in the competition. Then they put on an amazing performance against Russia and emotionally managed to stay in the competition. They carried that on against Wales. Now from being dead and buried. You're now expected to be in a semi-final. Everybody expects. There's no expectation in the Czech Republic. They've gone further than they they had. And Denmark have gone from there being no expectation. Please, please, please let us get out of the group. To okay, we can beat Wales. Okay, look at the route now. We 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 we're all penciling in Denmark versus England now. All of a sudden, and this team, I, I'm not 100 sure will be able to cope with that pressure. England have. Premier League players who have played in Champions League finals is different. For Denmark to be a favourite to reach a European semi-final, I think that's a weird mental state to be in. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I think they should win this game, but the the price on the checks is way too big. Yeah, like it's too, it's too big to pass up for a, a little bit of money on. That. Dogs are barking. Give me Czech Republic uh, plus three hundred. Billy, Billy, what are you going to do here? Are you just going to take Denmark? I mean Denmark to advance at minus one eighty, probably not a bad price. But I, I'm I'm going dog here. What about what what do you feels like your uh, or maybe you go total here? Um, yeah, I I, I think that um, I, I I think if I, if I was to take some some plus money here, I think I like the I'd like the draw. Mm. I think Ooh, for, okay. I think for one of the games that could tie, 
and go all the way to, to penalty kicks or at least get through to that extra time. I'm annoyed because um, I, I saw a prop at the start of the tournament, which was over 2.5 penalty kicks at plus 150. Yeah, you gave but that the, out. But the same prop was over 2.5 games to go to extra time. And that was at minus 120. Oh. And, I, and, this, and the statistics, the difference between minus 120 and, one, and plus 150, when you look at the statistics of games that get through to extra time, they always, nearly always get to penalties. It's like nearly 80%. So the value was in taking the penalty kicks because what you see is teams getting really, really cagey. No, Because if they concede in that extra time, you don't have the whole game to get back in it. You have like what? the the Whatever the remainder of the 30 is. And then the team that usually scores, if they do score, will go and sit really, really deep in. So that's why you don't see the goals. This tournament has been a complete anomaly with those extra time goals. And that's thrown thrown off everything that I know about extra time betting in football. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I regret that, but there was no way to foresee what, what could have happened. I, I would have cashed it if I bet it a different way and laid the juice. But the plus one, I mean, the, the plus 150 still could come in. We just need two more penalty shootouts here. And uh, I feel like if we get just one in this round, uh, we still be in a good position because there'll be three games left where we could get one. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like this to be a tie here, but I, I won't take it as far as um, the penalty kicks. Ukraine, England, the uh, last of the quarterfinal game kicking off noon, July 3rd, West coast time, Ukraine plus 900 to win in 90 England minus two fifty to win in 90 draw is a uh, plus three fifty. total sitting at two and a half uh, Ukraine plus 400 to advance England, a massive favorite, almost uh, minus 600 to advance. And, and like Billy said earlier, England, uh, two to one to win it all. Ukraine, the biggest dog on the board at 33 to one to win it all to me uh, again. I, I think Billy, like you said, they came out a little conservative, then got aggressive um, as the game went on with Germany to me, just kind of handicapping and seeing what I've seen of England's defense, which I thought was pretty strong and they're I, I don't know. A letdown I, spot. I, I, <laughs> Honestly, I think maybe there's some value in the 90 minute draw. And then all of a sudden they turn it on. England seems like a team that can turn it on. I'm going to go to the total here instead. I, I like under two and a half um, just cause I don't see England lighting up the scoreboard. I, I think this could be like an England one, nothing England two nothing. I, I think they can shut down Ukraine. I think they can get a clean sheet uh, from this game against Ukraine. So I'm going to go, I'm going to lean to the total under two and a half for this one, Billy, where are you at with this uh, Ukraine England matchup? Yeah. I mean, I've not been high on England in terms of how they're playing and in terms of them really putting out a dominating performance like they should with these attacking players that, that, that they have. They've kind of done everything they needed to do. But in this situation, um, I saw so many of those Ukraine players getting cramp and hobbling off and <laughs> they looked really, really like worn out and tired yeah. uh, as we approached that 120 minutes. England have got an entire different team that they can play. I mean, the, the permanents now look like they're going to be uh, Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane. Uh, I think Calvin Phillips has played himself in uh, Maguire stones, but the, the fullback positions are up for grabs. The wide positions are up for grabs. Um, he could rotate without losing any ability here. Grealish could come in. Rashford could come in. Um, you wouldn't lose nothing by bringing these players in. So England could put out a, a relatively fresh team 
if they wanted to and uh, and and be have a complete advantage over this Ukraine side who I think have just massively overachieved being here. Um, I, I do still think it will be under, but I think my play here would be just to continue. I hope how you have it as a market, but just to continue taking England to keep a clean sheet. Mm. I, I, I just think that they will shut this team down. They will control the game. And I think this may be a comfortable thing. I mean, usually I'm all for hedging, especially when I got a plus 350 ticket and I have a four to one hedge here. Um, so if I have, you know, two units on that, I would be looking at ensuring that I don't lose any money. And that would only take 25. Uh, so if it's a if it's a one unit play, it'd be a $25 hedge. And if it was a two unit play, it'd be a $50 hedge. I'm not thinking about hedge here. I, I, this would be an absolute disaster to lose to this inferior. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of pressure when, on England. When you have, when you have all these players to rotate in, the only one issue is England played four games at Wembley and now they go to Rome. Um, English supporters are not allowed in Rome. So the only, the, no, the, the, no, the, why, why would they not be allowed? Are there hooligans? Are we worried about some hooligan activity? Uh, it's the, it's the, it's the, the COVID it's thing. The terrible way that we've managed COVID and Italy won't allow uh, English into Rome without a, uh, a one week quarantine. Uh, so unless you were um, thinking, Oh, I'll miss the Germany game, which is right on my doorstep. But what I'll do is I'll head to Italy now. <laughs> you are already uh, starting to quarantine ahead of the time. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds stupid. But there, there, there'll be the supporters that are there. And uh, if you live um, in a country, if you're English and you live in a country that's not England, so there are English people that live around Europe, um, etc. You can go to the game. So I wonder if um, we can fulfill our two and a half thousand allocation by that. But the weird thing is, is that most of the people, the way this tournament's run, when you get to these neutral grounds, they're selling them to Italians that don't support either team. So I don't know what way the Italians are going to go. Ukraine are taking the whole political stand. I saw a statement here where it was like going, uh, "Now we're here, put some respect on our name. We are not the Ukraine that ended." Um, so many years ago, we are just Ukraine. So it was like that's kind of like the kind of stuff that I'm that I'm seeing around. Um, I, I don't know what way. I, I don't know what way this what way the crowd support is going to go into this one. I figure that they'll support the underdog, but I also think that England are not really um, England players are too good to be bothered by that. That reminded me of when the Clippers changed their court colors and said we're taking back LA. <laughs> yeah. Carlos completely uh, Portland's Same. branding. <laughs> Kramer, where are you at? The Ukraine versus the oh, England. Wow. Okay. What do we so, do? Uh, I, you know, I was going to dig around for something a little bit better. England to score first and win the match minus two hundred. Mm. Let's go. And, and is that is that uh, is Nin- that in ninety? No, nope, that's just to win the match. So England score first and advance plus two hundred. Minus two hundred. Minus two hundred. Oh, okay. But oh, okay, because the minus the just to advance is minus five ninety. I'm yeah, with Billy. I like. Uh, Again, some of these underdogs, they looked like they were excited or tired or like like the cramping is a problem. The Czech team didn't look like maybe we need to do some testing. This could be like Rocky Four style stuff, but <laughs> they looked bigger, stronger, and they didn't necessarily look tired at the end of the game. No, well, uh, they didn't play one twenty though. That's the thing. Yeah, they didn't true. play one twenty. So, all right, Sean. All right, let's we, do it. England is going to be in the semifinal. This is getting this is getting dicey, Billy. I'm I'm nervous for you. Lock dog and something spicy. Uh, being soccer, Sean, I will kick things off. I'm gonna go. Uh, 
even with my lock, I'm going to go Belgium to win in 90 at plus 240. Wow. Well, because last time I did France minus 190 as my lock, mm-hmm. and and I jinxed it. I do like Spain minus 150. Um, so Belgium plus 240 for my dog. Gonna ride those Czech. These str- these strong beasts from the uh, from yeah, the USSR, I think. I, I think Czechoslovakia is a part yeah, of it. We used to be one, right. once upon a time. They they've changed their ways, but not the doping. They're they're still fired up. They're yoked. Give me check plus three hundred to win in ninety as my dog, and uh, for something spicy. Hmm. I, I like Ryan's Belgium one nothing plus seven fifty. I won't steal that. I also like Billy's England clean sheet. But uh, I, I'm just gonna do a parlay of uh, Spain to advance, nice Belgium to advance. Oh, just four way all the and, way, and uh, <laughs> England to advance. All three of those to advance, and you know what? And check to advance. So oh, uh, just all my four. You know that's four, gonna screw you. Right? You know what? I'll leave check out because I already got him at plus three hundred as the dog. So Spain, Belgium, and England to advance. As a uh, as a money line parlay there, Kramer, what do you well, got? I was gonna I was gonna type in the prices for you to see. Uh, well, let's lock up. Let's let's not overthink it. The corner kicks, baby. Spain and Switzerland <laughs> over eight and a half corner kicks. Okay. Uh, for my dog, give me Belgium plus two forty in ninety. I love it. And for something spicy, yeah, I think it's it, it's the Czech Republic. Mm. To win in penalty kicks. Oh yeah. Uh, just I, again, I like them three to one. I like taking that stab, but why not? Like Billy liked the draw, so we're aligned there. So we're gonna take the Czech uh, Republic to win in penalty kicks, and I b- I believe that's ten to one. Ten wow. to one. Fourteen to one. Fourteen to one. No, All right. Ten to one. I was right the first time. Okay. That's a that's a solid something spicy. Billy, what do you got? Lock dog. Something something wild. Something spicy. Oh, I'm torn between what I do in my locks here. Uh, I got a couple. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to go for the under in the uh, Italy Italy Belgian game. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that will get to three goals. I, yeah, I, no, I, that, I, I'm I'm with you there. I didn't I didn't play it, but uh, I, I I I agree. I think that's going to be a low scoring affair, and that's yeah, why I like other, I like Ryan's one nothing Belgium. Yeah, my other lock was something England related. I'm not going to talk about it. I just <laughs> don't don't, wanna, don't jinx I, it. Let it go. I yeah, I don't I don't want to be down on England anymore. I don't, <laughs> I feel like I just want to pocket my my final ticket and that's it. Like I, I don't even need us to win it. I just need us to get through to the final. And I have a fair bit on that. So I think I'll just sit there and and ride that out. I think I've the one thing I've been guilty of in this tournament is having loads of futures that are in positions to cash. And then trying to play the ninety-minute markets and stuff. I think that has been my mistake. So yeah, I just think I'll leave that. But yeah, Belgium, Italy. I have no futures involved in that, and I think it'll be a tight game uh, for the dog. See, it's going to be all the way across the board. But I can't think of anything other than uh, Belgium on the money line, uh, other than uh, other than that Czech Denmark tie. So if you if you don't want me to. Double, triple down on the same play, then yeah, I'll take the tie there. But I do love Belgium on Monday. All right, we'll g- we'll give you the draw there just to mix it up, and then anything, uh, any sort of prop bets, any sort of uh, exact result, futures, a- any sort of wild stuff you see uh, worth throwing out there. Maybe a long shot here. Um, not nothing wild, really. Um, I-, I think that J- that Denmark that Denmark check game could reach penalty kicks. Okay. Uh, I even think that Italy and Belgium could reach penalty kicks. I feel that one of those Ooh. two games, one of those two games will. Um, I also, 
I, I like England to win with a clean sheet, but it's not going to be big plus money. It's going to be borderline plus money. It's going to be, I think, something along the lines of plus 120-ish, England, England to nil. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I think I think one of those games hitting, hitting penalty kicks would be the, the spiciest it would go. Yeah. All right. Let's go, baby. Soccer Sean, this is a Soccer Sean ready to go. It took a a tournament called 2020 in the year of 2021 (laughs) to get Sean into soccer. That's all all it took. And uh, of course, thank you for calling in, Billy. Make sure you Uh, get one more thing I want to just point out. It's just a little tip. I'm not going to give you a specific player, but if you look at top goal scorer market, the top goal, Ronaldo, who's out of the competition on five goals. Is at six to four plus one fifty. Everybody below is four to one or bigger, including Lukaku of Belgium. Now Belgium are going to go any further. He's going to score two more goals. So it's 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 worth if you if you believe in a team and you know and then you believe in their striker. Harry Kane, I think, is too far back for England. He's only scored one. Raheem Sterling has scored three, and he does seem to be getting in good positions. But Lukaku could be the one, or whomever else you feel. If you feel that Italy are going to get to the final, then Immobile's already got two goals. There's loads and loads of value there. Look, I mean, a minus it would be minus two hundred to fade Ronaldo and take the field. But I think you can, if you have a gut feeling for a team, you could specifically pick someone here, even if it's uh, Morata of Spain. He's missed a load of chances. Uh, I think he'd be way down on the market there. I think he would be a good little sprinkle. Oh right. I like that. Nice well, the, little uh, top goal scorer prop bet. I mean, the Lukaku one's fun because we got Belgium. He's yes. two, two goals back on Ronaldo, and he's seven the to one. Favorite, the favorite is sitting at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, even looking down the the list, right? Ronaldo has five, and then Forsberg, uh, Benzema, Chick, and then some dude from the Netherlands, or no, have four. And so, really, it's just Peter Chick is the guy. And what's his price? I mean. That we liked him to advance, Sean. How is what am I missing him on this list? Hold on, I got to look this up before we get out. I of think Chick is the second favorite, isn't he? Oh, maybe he's not on my odds for. Oh, here he is. Yeah, five to one, five to one for for Chick, and and Lukaku is seven to one. So there, that, that's All right. five to one for Chick. Five to one for Chick, who needs two goals uh, to do it. Like he needs two more goals to do it. Like I mean, he could if that game is wide open, he could get it in the next game. If he scores one and they go through. Then he's the main guy to score in the next game as well. The issue is, is that the bookie. Just one thing I will say: uh, if you're looking at this and going, "Oh, well, I'll at least get a tie or whatever," um, the bookie's tiebreaker is different to FIFA's tiebreaker or UEFA's tiebreaker. UEFA's tiebreaker is assists. Uh, the books are paying out the winner as the guy who played the least amount of games. Oh, which which is which is weird. But you, but I still think there's value there. I still think somebody there can get two or three. And, and just uh, to point out, uh, you wonder who has an assist. Not that it matters. Only Ronaldo, so he has five plus one. No, oh, so okay. maybe that's why it's a little steeper of a price. All right, that makes sense. I want, yeah, I, I, I would. I was going to ask the question because I was almost curious if they were going to do like dead heat golf rules where you just chop it up between the players. Yeah. All right, Billy. Thank you for calling in. Give Billy a follow on Twitter at SGP Soccer. Subscribe if you haven't already. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Almost a decade of uh, winning bets over there, and uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe we'll get you on for a final as well here. 
We just cashed the over-under on the Bill Cosby not to die in prison, so he's out. <laughs> that was yeah. That, if you had that as well, Bill Cosby is out. So even some game. even some uh, celebrity betting as well. <laughs> Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stack of the Money Green, and he is Ryan. An hour about soccer, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.